All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of DNF Happy Hour, the bookish podcast where uh, we, and it's usually Melby and Jackie D, but Jackie D's on vacation for her birthday. She's on a boat. So instead, for this new edition or series or segment, whatever we're calling it, to this podcast of Hold My Book, we have Miss Angel and Miss Nisi. Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so this is our first ever iteration of this segment. It's going to be hold my book or hashtag hold my book. And what we are going to do is we are all here at the table now with a book of our choosing, a book that we want to pitch for somebody else to read. We're going to try and convince them to read this book. But how we're going to convince them is we're not sharing the title of the book. We're not sharing the author of the book. We are only going to share the synopsis, some reviews, good and bad, and then also a select few quotes that we pull from the book itself and see if we can convince each other. jump right into this so there's three of us we have three books who wants to start first who wants to give us their genre Ooh, ooh, i'll go i'll go okay 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 so it's a uh contemporary fantasy romance oh okay that's surprising i didn't yeah. think you were gonna go that route okay i didn't think so either but mm-hmm. here we here we are mm-hmm. um because it just it just has the the best mix of reviews okay so that's why that's mainly why we chose it Tell us what the book is about, according to Goodreads. Okay, so uh, witches aren't real, right? No, (laughs) no one has civic pride quite like Emerson Wilde. As a local indie bookstore owner and youngest ever Chamber of Commerce president, she'd do anything for her hometown of St. Cyprian, Missouri. After all, Midwest is best. She may be descended from a witch who, who was hanged in 1692 during the Salem Witch Trials, but there's no sorcery in doing your best for the town you love, or is there? As she preps Main Street for an annual festival, Emerson notices strange things happening around St. Cyprian. Strange things that culminate in a showdown with her lifelong arch rival, <laughs> Mayor Skip Simon. He seems to have sent impossible paranormal creatures after her creatures that Emerson dispatches with ease, though she has no idea how she's done it. Is Skip Simon a witch? Is Emerson? It turns out witches are real and Emerson is one of them. She failed a coming of age test at 18, the only test she's ever failed. And now, as an adult, her powers have come roaring back. But she has little time to explore those powers or her blossoming relationship with her childhood friend, cranky yet gorgeous local farmer Jacob North, an ancient evil has awakened in St. Cyprian, and it's up to Emerson and her friends, maybe even Emerson herself, to save everything she loves. That was painful to read. <laughs> and it was it was painful to read because why was it so damn long? 
I feel like that was the book. Yeah. Like, but instead the- of hold my book, this is just reads with A, and we did it. I thought the but same thing. Twist, it's not. Oh. Plot twist, it's not. Oh. So, mm. the synopsis is a lie. It is a lie. It's a lie. Okay. It is, it is a lie. Midwest is the best. That's that's a seller right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm going to start with uh, probably the best review out of all of the reviews that I went Got through. Got it. So this is a one-star review. Um, <laughs> September 17th, 2022. I'm not going to mince words with this one because it was that bad and people deserve to know what they're getting into. Typically, I try to be a bit diplomatic and not crush anyone's quote-unquote book baby. But this is a $12 in parentheses ebook with five exclamation points. Traditionally published book. And it's just so shocking that this got published as it is. It feels like some pretentious teen girl's version of her creative writing final. This <laughs> gets so much better. This, oh my God. This is not in no way or no how a rom-com. There's no romance. The authors have squashed all that with their I am woman, hear me roar rhetoric. Oh, geez. <laughs> we don't even get a sex scene where we can settle into their intimacy or really connect with their connection. Instead, we get a PSA about, quote unquote, the glorification of sensuality and objectification in their first sex scene with three exclamation points, where she's a virgin with two exclamation points. <laughs> and it's been 10 years coming with two exclamation points, three blushing emojis. This should have been the most touching, affectionate, hard-eyed, swoony scene ever. And then, bam, right in the middle, we get the fe- we get feminist BS shoved down our throats for like the hundredth time, mind you. I am not eloquent enough to get across just how much my little romantic heart shriveled up during this scene. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure the authors love love or even understand love and romance after reading this one. They certainly did not understand the genre that they've pla- been placed in. Maybe this is satire, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Now the characters who I am convinced that the authors hated were absolutely awful. In the beginning, I was trying to give the H the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe it's going to be one of those books with epic character development. I don't mind a flawed character, but they still have to be likable. Multiple exclamation points. <laughs> this, I'm assuming H is ho. We're just going to say ho or heifer. Uh, okay. Was, <laughs> This hoe is truly god-awful, which was fucking weird because here we're being told how she's supposed to be this badass boss lady and screw anyone who holds us down, but then they made her so unlikable. There's a lot of exclamation points at the end of that word. (laughs) What the fuck? More exclamation points. You've ruined your whole agenda. The plot was draggy. There were many parts that were just told through info dumps. There were too many side characters and hands all up in this plot that it became muddled and dodgy. Getting to the end of this one was like walking through quickly drying cement. It's not even long and it took me four days with a lot of exclamation points. You know, when you close a book and you feel rejuvenated, not here. I feel so drugged down and honestly depressed. If this is what is passing for modern traditionally published rom-com now, I'll just be sticking with my fantasy and PNR books. Fucking yikes. (laughs) And I didn't laugh once. I don't know what the fuck that emoji is. Um, I am so, so, so grateful that I was able to get this one from Overdrive through my library. Holy cow, praise be. 
Yes, we praise us in Jesus. Praise God. The only positive feeling that I have after reading this book was that I did not buy this book. How <laughs> is that for a mind fuck? I won't be continuing on with this series or this duo. You could not pay me to read book two. You could not pay me to even read the fucking blurb. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> okay. Okay. So they hated the main character. They hated the whole damn book. But they really hated the main character. Yeah. yeah when I read it, you'll see why. Because I couldn't stand the hoe either. I was It was painful for me to go through. And it ain't but 400 pages. And it took me almost a week. 400 pages? Mm. At the That's rate that not... I read? Yeah. It took, yeah. Me almost, took me almost a week to get through it. So it's a fantasy rom-com? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Quote, unquote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay. Okay. So okay. We're going we're gonna to go to the next one. All right. All right. September 22nd of 2022. Mm-hmm. Settle in. This is going to be a long one because holy crap, this is bad. I'm not. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to treasure you with with the good reviews because these are these are gold. <laughs> and we always judge us good books by bad reviews. We do. Mm. We do. We go straight there. One stars. Give yep. it to me. Firstly, I guess let's address the fact that this book is labeled a rom com. <laughs> I think that's more than a bit of a stretch. There was not a single part of this book that was funny, and the romance was lackluster at best. My biggest issue with this book is the main character because, oh my god, I have never been so irritated by an MC in my entire life. She's built on the lady boss feminist, don't need no man ideal, but it was so overdone that she just seemed incredibly arrogant, childish, narcissistic, and annoying. Her arrogance was honestly next level. She had known about magic for one day and was already ignoring all her friends' warnings and thinking she knows best. She makes several comments about how, of course, she'll be able to save everyone because it's obvious she would be the best at what she was best at it, and it was great as hell. She really did get on every last one of my nerves. Then we get to the anti-patriarchy. What the fuck was that? There's a lot of question marks at the end of this. <laughs> anti-patriarchy. Yeah. Fuck the man. Within the first few pages of this book, the character makes a comment about squashing the patriarchy, which at that point in the book was fine. We now know her stance on the issue and should be able to move on. In all caps, I think she screamed this in in real life as she was typing this. Nope. I would love to have the ebook of this so I could actually search how many times the word patriarchy was used. I searched it when I was reading it. I'm not going to lie. Used in a book because I'm sure it was a ridiculous number. Every time a man did anything in this book, she was blaming the patriarchy. She does a number of stupid things in this book, and whenever a man tells her not to, not to, she starts ranting about the patriarchy. Girl was being an idiot. The comments had nothing to do with the patriarchy. If a man told her she was doing something wrong, then, she, then he was automatically the wrong one because he was a man. You were being beaten over the head with all the anti-patriarchy feminist shit in this book to prove... Uh, the point that it lost any impact it may have had and was just coming across like the authors have some serious issues with men existing. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. The romance. This book oh, reads like it was written as general fiction and someone told the authors to add some romance to increase sales. I can't. The, the blurb compares this to The X-Hex, which I have read and loved, and Payback's a Witch which I haven't read, but have heard great things about it, so I'm pretty confident in saying this book is nothing like these two. Once again, this is not a rom-com. I have no clue who decided to label that, label it that, but it's not. 
I found the relationship between Emerson and Jacob cringy at best. He seemed like an okay guy, but with Emerson's constant anti-men rants, combined with the fact she treats most of her friends like crap, I actually felt sorry for him for ending up with her. He could have done better. And we'll finish this off with the part that I still cannot believe they actually put in this book. We get one almost sex scene in this quote unquote romance book. One chapter where Jacob and Emerson are finally talking about their relationship and getting a little, little deeper into their romance. Now, I have no problem with a closed door book, but this was something else entirely. All of the build up to them hooking up is written. And then you get this delightful quote. And I could tell you more. I could share every detail. I almost want to. But you know who I am by now. I'm not here for the objectification of women or men or the glorification of sensuality for the consumer commodification. Like I said, I have no issue with closed door. But what is this? Do not label your book as a rom-com and then throw shit like this in it. I actually just spent 40 minutes trying to find this quote in the audiobook because it needed to be included just to show what an absolute nightmare this book was. When I started writing this review, I was writing this two stars. But honestly, looking at that quote makes me so angry. I'm lowering it to one. Needless <laughs> to say, I will not be continuing on with this series. How many books is in the series? Two. Oh, it's a duo? I won't touch that bitch with a 10-foot pole. Oh, Jesus okay. could come down and electrocute me with his dick, and I'd be like, ha-ha, I guess I'm going to hell. I would not, under any, any, any circumstance, touch this book again. And I'm <laughs> mad because I paid for it. I tried to get a refund. I'm not going to lie. It was that bad. Then who are you trying to get to read this? People that want to read stuff because they think people who think books are bad don't know how to read. Got it. Reverse psychology. Uh, bingo. There you go. Okay. All right. Like give us give us a, a section that off of these somebody should pick up this book. I've always felt that I owe it to myself, the wild name, and Sarah to be a strong, independent woman who doesn't let the patriarchy or anything else get her down for long. Being a young, ambitious, independent woman in charge of the Chamber of Commerce in the most charming river town in Missouri, and therefore America comes with its challenges. A strong leader knows when to learn in her community, and I do. Still, sometimes I like to make a gathering official because that makes it more likely we'll get to the constructive advice more quickly. If there was an award for best flyer, that one would win it. But then I'm excellent at flyers. And given that I was the one who found Mr. Churchilla, you'd think Skip would have forgiven me. And as if I would descend to playing teen rom-com movies with Skip. If people want that kind of fiction, they can order it online with my blessing. <laughs> Your face. Wait, what, what did you just read? I was reading, I was reading quotes. From the book? Yeah. That's that was what in I was, the I was book? Like, that was in yes, the book? <laughs> Quit. That sounded like the review of something. Mm -hmm. it, aside from the finding nope. Squirrely or whatever she did. Mm-mm. Mr. Churchilla? Yeah. No, those, these are, these are, uh, legit. Men are applauded for embellishing the truth while women are seen as very confident for telling the truth. And very confident is never a compliment. Oh, boss bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of quotes. So is that really all she's doing the whole book is just fuck the man and wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she's a virgin. How old is the main character? Uh, I think like she was like in her twenties, like early twenties, late twenties. I think so. Like if I remember correctly, 
Like I have the I have the book up. Is this supposed to be like a new adult rom com or I don't fucking know what it is. It's supposed mm. it's supposed to be. Hold on. It is labeled as a uh romance fantasy wiction with wi- wiction. Wiction. Witch. It's a it's Witch. a wiction. I like that. Um, which is fiction, magic, paranormal, contemporary. So it's like a contemporary rom-com, right? With some fantastical mm. elements to it. But I mean, even like, I can't, okay, hold on. Let, let me, let me, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll do an in-between for okay. all, for all its potential and good ideas. This book had a lot of flaws. This is a three star. Three star. Okay. The protagonist is the worst I have ever read. Her self-confidence quickly morphed into raging narcissism and I have no clue how her friends put up with it. The love interest had all the personality of a damp towel and the romance felt awkwardly forced. The book was clearly trying to have lots of feminist hot takes, which I normally love, but it came off as really just hating men. And the nonstop references to the patriarchy were so annoying they did more damage than good, I think. This is all from the protagonist's POV, so maybe it's just a one-off tangent. That being said, the magic system, small town vibes, secondary characters, and witch lore were all good enough that I couldn't help but binge read this one and i'll still read the next book when it comes out maybe this is just a bumpy start to what will hopefully be a great series uh, okay so it has potential yeah it, it's the bad yeah. form of potential though yeah it's like like when somebody says no you definitely have potential yeah you yeah. just kind of shit yeah yeah mm-hmm. right now you probably mm-hmm. will always be yeah <laughs> okay so reason i ask how old she is is because even from the little parts that you read and then the reviews, it sounds like she's angry. This mm-hmm. sounds like a woman that is in her mid to late 30s, maybe early 40s, that is just fed up with men. She's so done. That's why she's like, fuck them. Just, I feel like to be in your early 20s and be that anti-man, I, like, what happened? Who, who hurt you? There's really no true backstory. Who yeah. hurt you, boo? Like, there's no real backstory. So you're kind of just thrust into this this book. And, I mean, with the shit that I read, yeah. I mean, it took, it took me a interview or whatever, the Empire of the Vampire, I binged it in like two and a half days, and that's like an 800-page book. Yeah. This took me a week. However, I also am not a big rom-com fan mm-hmm. either. So I was like, oh, witches, it sounds cool. I'm really bad at selling books. Is this the one you were reading when we went out? No. Oh, I have opinions about that one. Okay, next time. All right. Yeah, next time with that one, I have some some opinions. Okay, but um, I don't know. I mean, like, if it was CIA redacted, it'd be phenomenal. All her opinions on the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. You take that out, it becomes a 200-page book, and you're yeah. like, this is amazing. No, it'd be less than that. It'd be like 119. Oh, it's it's like falling into novella territory. Yeah. <laughs> it's just 80% of the book is just her hating men. Like, I respect. I get it. I'll totally, always, always. Fuck men. I got it. But. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can get tedious in a book. When you hear it, like there's been stuff I've read where I'm totally on board with whatever movement it is, but they just start going too far into it. I'm like, oh, we get it. 
We get it. Yeah, it was like the book that the series that I tried to finish where not a damn soul had a tube of chapstick on him. Every other sentence, every other action was like, I wet my lips. I dragged <laughs> my tongue across my bottom lip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all for moistless, but can you please like, get something? Let's get some karma. Get yeah, some, it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> so bad. Some Burt's beeswax. Yeah, it was just get, fuck, you know? Yeah, because you lick it that much, they're just gonna yeah. become like, That's so nasty. chap nasty. Yeah, and then there's there were certain parts where I was, yeah, like it I was nasty. literally trying to reenact this. Like I, yeah. I would read it out loud to my husband. I'd be like, "Hey, baby, I need you to drag your tongue along your bottom lip," and he would wow. do it. And I'm just like, "How the fuck is that sexy?" Because you look creepy. <laughs> and then you look at him, you're like, "You don't do it right because you're patriarchy. That's why, right? Apparently." Yeah. So I just storm out. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy and your husband's just like, what happened? <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I think I think that if you have the patience of a saint and books are pure escapism, I you'd probably enjoy. Okay, so do you thing. think that a younger female audience would dig this book? No. 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 Okay. I, I don't. Not even older. Not I a- think I think like older women probably would because really? they just rate yeah like from the sixties and like from like the forties to the sixties maybe if they're still breathing if they were born in the 40s. oh are you you're talking about boomers and Gen X I don't know Gen generations like the the wrinkly people oh so boomers I guess boomers are the ones that were born because their parents came back from World War Two and got to it oh I guess I don't know Girl. I think if you were born in in an era where it was prideful for a woman to stay home and take care of the home and take care of all this stuff. Mm. I think you might maybe enjoy this book, might maybe. But if you're like our ages or younger, you'll probably pull a full hereditary and just stick your head out of a window and watch your head just leave oh on a telephone my pole. God. She didn't do it on purpose. I know. <laughs> that movie she was oh in anaphylactic God. shock. She was, she was know, trying to get a breath. You know, shit happened. Her brother did oh it. Oh, my God. I, I laughed. Okay, I think... I I <laughs> No, he did it. And then the mother... Uh, I we got off on a tangent. Yes, hereditary. It's it's not what it's not what you expect. And then the mother builds like the so little weird. thing, the little uh, uh, what do you call that? Like like a little diorama. <laughs> oh yeah, she she jumped the shark. Like hereditary <laughs> is the human equivalent of yeah, Sharknado. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it gets so, it gets so weird. <laughs> so I think you're describing I. I I want to say it's like the hippie generation. Yeah, I that think were that, raised there. Yeah, I think they would probably enjoy the book because they would just get an at the, it would be a romp for them because this is issues that they literally marched for, right? Yeah. So, so if I you're think like in your late fifties, early sixties, yeah. that's who who's going to jam. Yeah, I it. think so. I think so. But even <laughs> then, I think the the FMC might be treading some some fine lines because that hoe that hoe was fire worthy like i wanted to light her on fire listen i know that there's a group out there that really liked the red queen series so mm, i'm just saying i will this is what i'll do you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make the the fan base rabid i've already i've already done it i don't care (laughs) they let 
they love me enough as it is. I speak my truth. I gave all of those stars, all of those books, I should say, four stars. Okay. I, I liked the series and the concept. And this was before I hated the author. So I'll, I'll, I will retain, I will leave those four stars. Mm-hmm. But each book lost a star because of Mayor Barrow. And I thought that last book, I was going to be able to give it five stars. But that bitch just came in like a champ and just ruined it for everybody at the end again. <laughs> so yeah. I know that there are readers that enjoy that un that intolerable, unbearable female main character. So this sounds like this might be the book for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. she was she was intolerable. All right. All right. So we got a, a witchy rom-com. Uh, Ace trying to sell it on reverse psychology, so it's out there for you. Nisi, what you got? Okay, so genre is it's YA, so it's YA and it's horror. And mm-hmm. now we're gonna do YA, oh, YA horror. horror. Interesting. Okay, I just read a YA horror. There's uh, YA horror. horror. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just mm-hmm. read one, and it was not. It was a net galley, and I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. Oh, that those we drown. Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't hate it. I know you hated it, but it's okay. I didn't hate it. She hated it. No, it just was. Well, let's talk about the one that yeah. Nancy. I changed my uh, she wants to my book from what I said it was coming before. Okay, so anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll start here. When Springville Springville residents, at least the one still alive, are questioned about what happened on prom night, they all have the same explanation. Maddie did it. An outcast at her small town Georgia high school, Madison Washington has always been a teasing target for bullies, and she dealt with it because she has more pressing problems to manage. Until the morning, a surprise rainstorm reveals her most closely kept secret, Maddie is biracial. She has been passing for white her entire life at the behest of her fanatical white father, Thomas Washington. After a viral bullying video pulls back the curtain on Springville High's racist roots. Student leaders come up with a plan to change their image, host the school's first integrated prom as a show of unity. The popular white class president convinces her black superstar quarterback boyfriend to ask Maddie to be his date, leaving Maddie wondering if it's possible to have a normal life. But some of her classmates aren't done with her just yet. And what they don't know is that Maddie still has another secret one that will cost them all their lives. What year is this set in? Um, so that's the weird part. It's set like now, but then it's also like the town is back a bunch of years. Like while I was reading it, I was just like, what is this set in? But it like, it flips back and forth. So like the town is just really like in the like 40s. It's, it's and, disjointed yeah. narrative. I've read this yeah. book. Okay. Cause I heard like their first integrated problem, like excuse me. Yeah. And, Actually, they. This is like when I read the best friends exorcism. Yeah, that's act- they actually still do that in some places where the problems are actually still integrated. You mean segregated? I mean, that's what I meant. Segregated, yes, segregated. Stop. Yeah. Nope, it's a it's thing. It's a thing. Unfortunately, it's very much a thing. This wonderful country. Mm-hmm. All right, gotta love it. <laughs> gotta love it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but I read okay. this book. I didn't realize it was YA. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. All right. So, so we got a race-based carry mm-hmm. retelling. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, That's got it. it. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly. Accurate. And um, it's actually told in like podcast form. So there's like episodes the way it's read. 
um, which I thought was really cool. I actually like that part about it. So I'm going to read a one-star review first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's this says, DNFing a little over 100 pages in. This isn't working for me, and I already struggle, I already struggle through white smoke, so I'm going to pass. This is a different book. That was a different book. Um, does not feel like a 2014 setting for sure. It's like a mix of 2014 and 1960s, 70s. Also felt like I was being spoon-fed examples of racism, which I guess for a teen that's living joyously under a rock or with shitty parents who taught them wrong, this would be a helpful read. Not for me, though. Also, it's like no one in the book has ever heard the word biracial or mixed before. Everyone abides by the one drop rule here. And there are no other um, people of color in the book. Not that not that that rule applied to any other race, just the whites and blacks and their segregated proms. If you don't know what the one drop rule is, was in the 20th. If you don't know what the one drop rule was in the 20th century, look it up. So that was a little one star. She ain't like that. That's like basically if you have like a little bit of color somewhere in your generation line, then you're 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 that good. You're black. They're like, you're black. It doesn't matter. Uh, So it could be like your great, 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 great granny somewhere 59 million years ago, and they'd be like, nope, you're black. And you're like, okay. Got it. (laughs) Like the girl on Swarm who she's like, I'm black. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because <laughs> my dad's half. Half what? Right. <laughs> the edges was laid, though. I ain't mad at her. You said I couldn't do that, though. No. Okay. No. Fine. It also just seems like a lot of work, so. Eh, it's just a lot of gel. <laughs> but no, I've read this book. The moment she read the synopsis, I knew. So a race-based carry retelling. Yeah. Okay, so instead of her just being religiously outcasted she is racially and i guess she's light enough where she's what wearing foundation to make her look mm, she's lighter. like my like my skin color i guess because it in a synopsis it talks about a rainstorm that unveils her secret so i i, I assume she's like in the wa- in the rain and it washes enough foundation yeah probably no? i don't know she's probably around my skin tone for that to oh. be noticeable because i i've i'm yellow for the most part so mm. i would think that like if i was wearing this super light foundation she's a's color because i read her as my skin yeah as my oh, skin okay. tone all right not like the two bitches in passing we're not gonna talk about that movie why did you bring that up <laughs> i'm sorry i'm, I'm still sorry. mad at you for that still know, mad I'm at sorry. you for putting me through that hell even my I'm husband sorry. was like how is this racism i was like baby it's not <laughs> Uh. oh yeah but this book sounds like it's real racist it's not oh okay it's really it's like the idea of it mm-hmm. without any execution of it right oh so this synopsis is using like trigger words yeah it's, yeah, yeah that's that's how i took the book was was buzzwords buzzwords yeah okay but yeah, I had no clue. This is why I just, I was like, oh, this looks cool. <laughs> I DNF'd it at like 78%. You did? Oh, you did? You didn't even finish it. Oh. Yeah, I DNF'd it. Okay. Okay. All right. Nisa, you finished it though. Yeah, I actually loved it. <laughs> it was um on my like, one of my top five for, <laughs> for uh, last year. Okay. Reported and blocked. Got it. Mm-hmm. 
All right, now give it. Okay, (laughs) report it and blog. All right, give us some more then. Now now sell it. Let's hear why why you love it. Give us some. I love it. One, I I I love horror movies just in general. So when I found out that it was basically a Carrie retelling, I was like, oh yeah, I'm with it because I love Carrie. Okay. Um, and then just to find out to find out there was like a whole racial element in the book at that time even now i still try to like because me personally i don't read a lot of books that have a lot of like racial issues or um Mm. a lot of the characters main characters are people of color um and i try to like i don't know just kind of like change that and just broaden what i read um so i feel like if it's someone who wants to kind of who likes horror um not like intense horror but if you like carrie um if you do want to broaden just like the things that you read or you're just curious about you know just i don't know you know i mean if you told me it was a carrie retelling i would read it yeah yeah so i mean i didn't it didn't feel like a ya like reading it even though it was like set in high school it didn't feel like a ya the characters didn't feel like they were like super young no that's fair all right so we got you got your one star what about your uh any five stars that you think do it justice there is oh i had a three star that i really liked but it was really long so i don't think i read that one you can read it yeah you should read a part of it yeah i had bible verse one stars so You did. So we'll do this one. It says five stars. This book is the masterclass in how to write a story where the reader already knows the ending. And this is probably the best. Well, she listened to this book. This is the best audiobook I've ever listened to. Um, it didn't matter that I already knew the story of Stephen King's Carrie. I was stressed reading this book. I know the ending. The book itself even tells you the ending very early on. It continues to speculate on it. And yet the author still managed to craft a story that had me on the edge of my seat, gasping and wincing when things I absolutely knew were coming finally happened. None of which is to say that this is a completely unoriginal rewrite. The book takes Carrie and reimag- reimagines it with the <laughs> um, titular, titular, T-I-T-U-L-A-R? Titular. Titular character, not bullied just for being odd and poor, but because she is outed as being Black. The main character is a white passing biracial black girl and when her incredibly racist school in town found out it drastically changes the world for poor way she's treated. The layers this adds to Maddie's ostracization can't be boiled down to a simple rewrite. It also changes the nuance of the rest of the town and the way other characters interact with the society around them. There are characters of color who cope by loudly and boldly pushing back on the racism of those around them and others who do their best to ignore the micro and macro aggressions they see and deal with every day in the name of keeping the peace and others still who will bend over backwards to change and hide themselves from it um, there are white characters who are blatantly and overtly racist others who choose not to see it many who excuse it with words like tradition some who try to teach and help and guide where they can and some who tell themselves and everyone else that they're helping while what they're really doing is just enough to feel good while not inconveniencing themselves too much. Suffice 
Suffice it to say, I found the characters to be really well written and the students to be believable high schoolers in 2014. You know how you really know I love this book. I wasn't bothered by the pop culture references or dialogue like OMG, literally spelled out OMG. Things which would <laughs> normally have me cringing out of my soul, but which here felt natural and additive to the setting. And I'd be remiss not to recommend the audiobook for this one. I brought the physical book months ago, but once I was going to read it, I checked out the audiobook from Libby, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the production quality on this audiobook is what you dream of for all audio, five narrators, sound effects, and music where it makes sense. And all around great performances, I couldn't turn it off. 100% recommend. So I haven't listened to the audiobook, but now I feel like I need to. <laughs> Okay, okay. I got a question. Yeah. So, the way that review reads, it kind of contradicts A's take on it about it not really being that blatantly racist, but would you say that this book requires like a trigger warning? Do yes. you think it's going to set people off? Oh, okay. I do. I, I think it requires a trigger warning, and I just say that from someone who like, I've been someone who's been teased because of my skin color, so I feel like even though it's because, I mean, she is light-skinned, so she's white-passing. But I feel like if you've experienced any kind of prejudice because of your skin color in any way, regardless, I do feel like that would be, mm -hmm. I would need it. I would need it for a trickle I know, because I've experienced it. So some people read things like this and they just get no, okay, really I get upset. That. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. So there you got it. Trigger warning on that book. All right, what else you got for us? You got some quotes that are going to just sell this book? To I end. have a quote, but this is just one of those things where I like the prose, the way it was written. <laughs> so I don't know if it's really going to mm -hmm. sell the book. No, I mean, some people, that's their thing. Yeah. So this says, you, my child, were created in a hurricane, leaving destruction in your wake. You, as they say, are a storm with skin. Death and rebirth will follow you everywhere. How can one man who knows nothing of the weight of blood tame you? For wherever you go, there you are. Oh, that's actually that's actually pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty really purple pretty. prose. It's like a nice lavender color. <laughs> purple. I hate I hate purple. I hate purple right now. I hate all that color. I hate any variant <laughs> of it. I love purple. It's my favorite color. Well, purple and pink. <laughs> I can't stand any of them. Don't. What's your favorite color? Black. Even though it's no, I have a I have a favorite color. I'm just I'm just saying our wonderful friend over here has completely made me despise that color. Oh no! I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Lies. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I'm just help. <laughs> I'm just helping. <laughs> just assisting. But I think that's all right. Doing. So. <laughs> so okay. So A gave us the reverse psychology. I don't even know what DC gave us. <laughs> she gave us, I love this, but listen to all this shit. <laughs> I, really I don't even think book. it's reverse psychology. That's like that's like the hipster thing to do, right? Like everyone's like, no, that sounds awful. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Like, have you ever put avocado on toast? Ew so good <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like a fucking answer <laughs> thing that's why when people when i when i tell them like hey i you know it was like 
for Brooklyn, they go, oh my God, Brooklyn's so nice. I'm like, uh, now maybe it's all hipsters and avocado, but not, not when I was, I had to move to go to school on Long Island. Like that's the Brooklyn I grew up in, right? <laughs> Please. But I mean, yeah, there are parts of it now, but yeah, it's avocado. That's so Nisa gave us the hipster. All right. I am going to give us, um, an actual why well, I think you should read this book, but I will give the here. bad reviews too because why, why, yeah, did just, why did you just throw us under the bus like that? Like, like how <laughs> we chose to tackle it is completely invalid. Like, there's no like. Let me say no. Okay, no. My my right. <laughs> hold my book, please, please. Somebody <laughs> watch this. No, <laughs> actually, I think. Mine's probably going to sound a little bit like Nisi's because there's some one stars in here that I was like, oh, I got to share this. And I don't know if that's because I think they say anything for the book or uh, am I, I'm just so conditioned now because the podcast, I just fly to the one stars and I want to know. It's probably a mix of both. But I mean, there are people it's that probably. actually literally judge their books by one stars. I, I do do that. I do. I, that's how I, I judge do, my especially horror. Especially like Roman. Yeah. No. Yes. I'm going like, oh my god, it's so violent, it's brutal, and it is. I'm like, fantastic. Thank yeah, you. That, that's that's the best way to do <laughs> it. Immediately add it. Push wants to read. Yeah. All right. Let me give the synopsis of the. Your mom's a synopsis. synopsis. She is actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I'm gonna text her that right now. All right. Cracking the knuckles. Let's crack the neck. Let's go. So mine is a horror. As uh, it's not YA, it's adult. It's like 288 pages, so super super quick read. I think I read this in a day. I liked it. It's actually on my go to recs right now. So I'm making all these Goodreads shelves. I put it on the good the go to recs. So if somebody's like, "Hey, what horror should I read?" I'm like, "Right here," and just like smacking them in that. the face with it. You I don't should. know how to make shelves though. I should figure that out. In Goodreads? Yeah, because I didn't. I've never used Goodreads until like August of this year or last year. I oh, just okay. Figured out how to oh, make no, it's super yesterday. easy. Uh, bitch, we on the same level. It's it's okay. Fair. I'll, I'm gonna teach you all the cool things to do with your shelves because I dug into it one day. I a need to months ago. because I'm gonna I'm gonna make yeah. a shelf that says if you read it on discretion. Yeah, but I also just hate when somebody asks me like, "Oh, what about this?" and it's like a really specific niche type thing, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I have books for that." But the thing is, when they ask for it, I have forgotten every single book I've ever read in my entire existence. <laughs> so true. So now when I'm reading them, I just add them. You're so damn dumb. No, but it's real because I see it and I'm like, I feel like I've read that and I like it. <laughs> and then I have to like go to Goodreads and start like digging through the, a millennial, like a millennia of books I've read. And then by that time, they've already gotten like 60 wrecks and I just feel stupid yeah, un unless coming in an hour later. Unless it makes it, unless it turns you into a ball of mush and then you're like, oh my God, you have to read this. Because if I'm yes. gonna suffer, you're gonna suffer, and I still hate yeah. you for it. Yeah, no, that I had to because I think that, it was day book, two, and I was still I crying. The dying light destroyed me. This book destroyed destroyed my ovaries. I yeah. hate you for it. I hate you so much for it. I'm sorry, but not actually that. I wish get Nisi to read it. Nisi, yes. Nisi. Go ahead and download really? a book called Transcendence. It got a really bad cover. It looks like an '80s caveman. Go ahead and download. It's like two bucks. Go ahead, download it. Download it now. 
while we're waiting for Mel to do her review. What is it? It's called Transcendence. Yes. Transcendence. Transcend. It's like two bucks. Go ahead, download it and it. read it. Yeah, the cover and is And then like don't a... talk to me. Talk okay, to Mel. Well. Make her break <laughs> down, don't talk but to don't me. talk to me about it. <laughs> Just don't talk to me it, about it. It broke my heart so <laughs> bad that I laid in bed, okay? I was lying in bed. I was getting to the part where it was just, oh, and I could feel it coming. And I'm like, no, no, no. Then I'm like, no, this is happening. I had to sit up. I had to put my e-reader down. And then I just kind of looked around the room, taking deep breaths, and then just was sobbing. I hadn't even read it yet, the part. No. I had not even read it. I just knew. Yeah, my ovaries were like, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. So I, I then I started. <laughs> it. It is. And then I was like, okay, okay, I got to do this. So I, I finished it, right? I Just crying, sobbing, mm -hmm. sobbing. Then my daughter gets home from school. She comes up. She's like, hey, mom, what you doing? And it's crawling, like sprawled out in the bed, petting the cat. And I'm like, I just, she goes, are you okay? What happened? What's wrong? And I'm like, I just read this book. And she's like, oh, what's it about? So I start to like explain it. Like I, I calm <laughs> down. breaks right back down. I did. I did. I had took a breath. She's like, mom, breathe. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. So I start to explain it to her, and then I break down again. She's like, H maybe just don't talk about this book. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then later, I don't know why I did this to myself. I was in the car going somewhere with the husband. And for some reason, like, I wanted to Google the thing that they talk about at the end. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to Google this. And, and it's a thing. It's real. It's a real thing. And I looked it up, and you see the picture of it, and I'm just like, Huh, huh, huh. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, the book is horrible. Like, I've had books make me cry, right? Like when people die, I'm just and I really like the character. Like in that dumbass series I was reading about the fucking multiple personalities, loving the multiple personalities and like the twin cest yes. and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, it was weird. Asto, and there's a twin cest. So, no, but weird. listen, it's only okay. a twin cest because they're related by the same sire. Got it. It's so weird. It's like blood, but not exactly. Blood. And so, also not but this blood, shit, kind of blood. this shit, <laughs> this this motherfucking book, uh started heaving. Is it Transcendence sobs. by Shay Savage? Yes. Yep. Yes. Like heaving yeah. sobs, and my husband was like, "Are you? What's wrong?" He's like, did I forget to do something? Like, yes, that too, but I wouldn't cry over that. <laughs> like, I mean, full on just sobs. And it made me feel like shit because I'm like, it's not even that serious, but you're so invested in these damn characters mm -hmm. that aren't even really that in depth. But you just, for some reason, just like, it just relates. It just claws into mm -hmm. you and you don't understand why. Yeah. This book better make this, me this cry. This does it because I was like, f "Good, oh, it's I hope it to. fucking and, shatters you." And it's an interesting book because it's only told from the male POV, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. told in a way. And this kind of was cool to me because of my degrees like, in applied linguistics and stuff, where it's a uh, he's a caveman, and it's before it's very singular in nature. Yeah, like they don't have the type of language skills that we evolved into right so you're getting his thoughts but his thoughts are kind of stunted because also something happens to his tribe when he was young so he essentially comes into manhood on his own so he just kind of remembers things from a child's perspective um and then 
the love interest gets it right away like I, I you're hope, gonna know I hope, something's up. I hope your nipples start fucking leaking i hate her for this recommendation <laughs> transcendence everybody read it okay back to the book i'm actually trying to say right, which book will be picking here you got two for one you got two for one on this <laughs> all right let me read the synopsis of it all right Timely and suspenseful, this book is a gripping modern fable on motherhood, a terrifying portrait of ordinary people under threat from their own bodies and from the world around them. With elements of speculative fiction and the macabre, this is also an unforgettable story about a mother's fight to survive. Heavily pregnant, Alice and her partner Pete are done with the city. Above all, Alice is haunted by the rumors of the skin-sealing epidemic starting to infect the urban population. Surely their new remote mountain house will offer safety, a place to forget the nightmares and start their little family. But the mountains and their people hold a different kind of danger. With their relationship under intolerable pressure, violence erupts in Alice's face with the unthinkable as she fights to protect her unborn child. So it's horror, speculative fiction, adult. I, ha- I have a question. Go. Yeah. I think somebody died upstairs. No, seriously, though. So how can something... B, speculative fiction mm-hmm. and horror. I think for me, instead of saying this is true horror, I would call it psychological horror. But then how can it be speculative? Because it goes into, it pulls a lot of like um, environmental factors into what's causing. But wouldn't, I, I but wouldn't that be world building? N- no. No, because it's all through her. You don't, you're not really understanding what's happening. It's all through her POV. And, but she's like so anxious about it. So it's like Bird that, Box. Uh, you haven't read the book, have you? Blocked no. and reported. Okay, so I'll come back to this question when you read the book. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Fair. My bad. I thought you were talking about the movie, and I was like, I don't know. No, the movie didn't do the book justice. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, it's... Because it, it, if you go to Goodreads, it actually calls it horror, science fiction, dystopia, speculative fiction. I don't think... I, it's definitely not dystopia, because I, that's like a Hunger Games type. Not, not always. Like, this There's really nothing dystopian about well, it. Well, World War Z is dystopian. Yeah, because that's a collapse of society. Yeah, isn't there's, that kind of what's no happening cl- from your synopsis? This would be like pre-dystopian, though. Oh, okay. Then that okay, that makes sense. All right, okay, because nothing's actually hasn't occurred happened. Yet. Yeah, okay. they're just like there's. It's basically like the start of coronavirus. Think that oh, where like at the beginning, some people, of World War Z, like yeah. where he's counting and watching them like turn and mm-hmm. stuff like that it, shit hasn't hit the fan yet. Oh, got it. Yeah, tracking. yeah. You're just like there's something going on. But is it really a big deal? Like, all the news is saying, no, no, don't worry about it. But all of a sudden, there's, like, CDC shit popping up everywhere. And you're like, I thought we are not supposed to worry about it. That kind of deal. So now you're reading this book through her perception. But she's very heavily pregnant. She's, like, literally 36 weeks, right? They live in a city. She works for social services in Australia. So, like, she's seeing the poorer population. So she's seeing, you know... It's the fact of life that these type of pandemics, like they affect the lower class. You can say you can say autobroke bitches, autobroke hoes. Well, no, like the elderly too. Like there's there's majorities. 
Some land I live in like assisted living. So. That you ain't broke mm. if you live there. Somebody's footing the bill. <laughs> no, sometimes yeah. it's like just social service, like your healthcare. It's not like nice healthcare place, but it's yeah. basically like a, a, day like a to stay in the bag. I know, right? Look, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna mm. tell you right now. If I ever get an assisted living, I'm a, I'm a fuck everybody. Right. <laughs> That's what happens. That's why That's they got the highest STD rates in the world. Do they really? I'm yeah. Maybe. Yeah. See, seniors. Mm-hmm. Seniors have the highest occurrence of sexually transmitted diseases and infections in the entire human population. And I think that even includes. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's because they yeah. old and their immune. Look, I'm just going to syphilis. You know, I make it easy. One, at one whole hallway, we had like an outbreak of freaking herpes. I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. They, they be getting damn it. they really trying to be loving people for life <laughs> yeah no they do they do it's gonna be like your chlamydia gonorrhea the herpes is probably one of the top bad ones yeah. syphilis all that yeah and it's also because you know a lot of a lot of older people they like the, that part of their brain the, they over sexualize everything so like it's just really yeah. on fire so that's what they do yep there's actually an episode of house that touches on this it's really i'm funny. watching how i'm gonna binge house tonight actually i think that's what i'm gonna do yeah i'll binge it with you i love fuck that show. yeah okay yeah fuck yeah bam we just getting off topic okay <laughs> so that's synopsis it's speculative fiction horror it, it's like pre-dystopia but whatever all right i pulled up this one star one star april 8th 2022 this book was clearly written in hopes of a horror movie being made and i hope it never happens the characters are painfully shallow, nothing really happens, and the point is thrashed about your head throughout the whole experience. Sometimes I read a book until the end just because I assume there's got to be some point or some idea brought forward that might make the whole thing worthwhile, but this one just drops over the cliff without ever really coming up with anything new or interesting. Still, it's good to be reminded once in a while that there really is an art to writing, and we couldn't have the good without the painfully bad. Wow. Okay. I I will. Why I picked this one is because it is kind of funny and they talk about it. I think there are a lot of books that are written just for that hope of it being made into a movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. To, like, I don't know if this one is, but I think it could be made into like a series or something because it, it does have that apocalyptic feel that pre- so maybe maybe it's it's eerie but the part where she says nothing happens but then it just drops over the cliff she's not wrong (laughs) she's not wrong because you're you're just like because you're so in the character's head the whole time that you're like wait is she crazy maybe she's just crazy (laughs) and like everyone around her they move from the city right in australia um canberra i think or something like that and then they they move to the bush and they, there's some really funny reviews where they're talking about, like, does this person just read, like, Crocodile Dundee and wrote a book? Because I don't, like, they don't understand Australia. Which, I don't know. I didn't even look up if the author was Australian or not. But they move, essentially, from, like, downtown D.C. to, like, Front Royal. The f- but, like, the farthest reach of Front Royal. I live in the farthest reach of Front no, Royal. You, no, you don't. You live in the closest reach of it. You live on the city side. I'm talking like cross the river and it's nothing but trailers. That's that's just that's no. just po people living in po homes. Okay, fine. 
they moved to where the deliverance was filmed. Oh, prayers. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. They moved to where the deliverance was filmed. And these are the people. And so the guy, her, it's not her husband, it's her boyfriend. And there's a whole like thing between them going on in the book, which I don't like this trope. And I almost was like, oh, fucking kill everybody. But then I got over it because the rest of it had me keep going. But he's like, he reminds me of a Chad. He's just like, I knocked up my girlfriend. We're going to live our life. We're going to move out here. They moved when she was 36 weeks pregnant. And the reason is because he thinks, and a lot of her friends around her were like, this pregnancy is really getting to you. Like, maybe you just need to like unconnect, you know, disconnect from the world around you. Go live in the boonies with the banjo playing freaks. Um, And that should help. So he's trying to like fit in right away with the community. And they're just making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> they're like, whatever slang they use for like a city dude, they're calling him that the entire time. And she's just, it, it's like that secondhand embarrassment she has for him. And you kind of get this feel that she doesn't really like him. But they're together because she got knocked up. <laughs> so they're living out in, in the woods. They have no cell service. A big thing, they took a, a R.L. Stein's master class apparently because the first thing they do is she sets the scene that they don't have a phone they're still waiting for phone to come and get hooked up and they don't have cell service so you already know right away yeah you're that's like horror 101 is like you rl size that you gotta take the phone away because if somebody so many things can be solved if you just had a phone so they take that away so you why i've said jumps off the cliff is because you're in her head the whole time and you get to the point where you're like maybe she really is just crazy and then you get to the end, and I'm talking like shit just pops off. People dying, people getting killed, people murdering, people running. Cra- like, And then she goes through something where you're like, what is happening? It almost feels like a scene from Alien. What the fuck? And Yeah, and also you're like, but wait, is she crazy and she's just imagining this? But all of a sudden, like other people come in, and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? What the fuck? So it definitely does. It arcs, but it's not a long book. So you're not like building up to it that long. And then it just right down, right over the edge, right over the edge. But I liked it. All right. This is a three star review and I'm just going to read it. After the first flames, everything is just dying sparks. That's a quote. This was an interesting, if jumbled read. I like the uncertainty and the real horror of it. But I didn't like the feeling of really wondering what was going on and if the MC Alice was just imagining it all or if it was really happening. I felt like the world was just barely open to us with so much more possibility. So they're kind of, there's not like a ton of world building, but I don't think you really need that for this story. Was Alice really breathing anything in? Question mark. I wanted so much more world and information less about Alice's own musing and memories. It's an original story for sure and an interesting horror idea. I resemble this remark. So it's it's so it's forced proximity then. You you the reader with the the main character, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like you you're only seeing it through her eyes and she definitely has these manic moments and it bleeds in seamlessly where you're like she's she seems lucid, she seems like she's talking normally and thinking normally, but then things are happening that you get anxious about, but then you realize like you're only getting anxious because the writing is getting anxious and the character's getting anxious. So is it first person limited then? Yes. Oh. 
That's that's yes. intriguing. Okay. Yeah, so she's like really doesn't have an idea. She was trying to like do some investigation, but people said she was hyper fixating and it wasn't good for the baby. That's why they move out. And then she starts to do that again and she's just being gaslit the whole time. That sounds interesting. By everybody. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I liked it. Okay, I have some quotes. Some of them are just funny. I like this one because it's about her boyfriend. <sighs> he goes, that's Pete all over. Grace with the bliss that comes from ignorance. That's just, that's him the whole thing, whole time. He's just a dumb dude. All right, this is a quote of her perspective again. And she's trying to get information out of her boyfriend. And he goes, what did you see? I ask. What were people's symptoms? Look, it's nothing we haven't heard about before. It's just shook me up seeing people. They're all getting treatment. They'll be okay. Let's just try to forget everything about today and have a nice, relaxing evening. So there you go. Gaslight. Okay. Gaslighting the shit ever. Because he goes to, like, uh, set up an appointment somewhere, and he sees some of these um, areas, like CDC mm-hmm. kind of set up. Um, so he comes, and he's just trying to joke about it, like, oh, yeah, there's other people. And she's like, wait, what? Tell me more. Tell me more. And he's like, ugh. Now, this is one of the kind of jump the shark moments, but no no spoilers. This is her. I plunged into her face then. I pushed into her eyes with my fingers, trying to dig back the skin to see if it really was her, to see if her blue-gray irises were there, glittering under this great weight of flesh. The skin was cold and hard and would not give. I fingered through it greasily, and there was no way in, no hidden aperture. The eyes were entirely sealed. The nurse caught hold of me, pulling me back. I read it just because of that. <laughs> right? I really wanted to find the poop uh, quote, but I couldn't. Because she's talking about... <laughs> the like, poop My quote. God, and if, if your butt's... So- yeah, she's talking about throwing up fecal matter. Here's another one where, again, it's her, because it's first person, and she's trying to get information. She thinks that people are panicking around her. She goes, hey, I shout, hey. She's still staring at me, though she's not slowing down. As she approaches, she scowls. She winds the window down. You need to get help, she shouts out at me. The car's still moving. You need to get away from here. Then she goes, no shit. And last quote I pulled up for this. This one's great. Christ, Alice, she's saying. She's crouched at my side now. Christ. She glances round the mess in front of me. Pigs eat their dead young sometimes. I remember my mother telling me that. Maybe it's to hide the shame of letting your child die. So there's that. It's my book. Okay. Now. I'm with it. Is that how it's done? Hey, no, would you read um, it? Yeah. I would read it. I don't I don't know if I would you read would? it. I'm not I'm not a big fan of forced proximity in horror. Um mm-hmm. because it forces it removes a lot of immersion. Mm. So I think that, like, had it been, like, maybe just first person in general, mm-hmm. I would probably read it. Because it's not, at that point, it's not so much about the world building, but the claustrophobic type effect that first person limited creates, especially with mm-hmm. something from what I'm gauging like that, it just, it feels icky. Mm-hmm. Um, because the information that you need to progress where it doesn't just feel like it's all about the character, like literary horror, I guess, isn't yeah. there. And it's just all reliant on the um, 
main character's perspective and sensation, which, yeah, you know, it could create some really interesting things. Like, it, like that type of writing created some interesting effects in House of Leaves, but that's not first-person limited, mm. though. But it still created that mm, yeah. same claustrophobic-like effect. But mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds very World War Z-ish, and I'm a big fan of that book. But I don't know. I don't. I don't like being forced into a box when I'm reading, mm. and I think that's really that's really difficult for me to enjoy yeah. that type of writing. I will say that claustrophobic feel. It, you definitely get that in this book, but I will say that you, the way the author puts things in there, so you do progress. It's present, and I think she does it pretty artfully. So that's the only reason I stuck with it because at first I was like oh I don't know but short read read it pretty quickly Nisi would you read it I would read it for that one quote this dude is gross but um also the <laughs> review um I think it was one of the reviews you had read that it said like you know they were all they were feeling anxious because the character was feeling anxious I like to feel like mm-hmm. I like that first person I like to feel like I'm really feeling what they're feeling so i believe it and it's horror so and you know me i read everything but not anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she loves the horror the nasty kind i'm bummed you didn't get to find the the poop quote i know i'm gonna find it later and quote it and put it up there but she's essentially talking about people throwing up uh like shitting out of their mouths okay uh a's Reverse psychology didn't work on me. <laughs> that sounds oh, nah, fucking I don't awful. Read that book. That, I don't that think... book sounds horrible. Horrible. <laughs> that sounds the patriarchy. The I'm like I I don't think I've been that hurt yet in this <laughs> stage in my life and that's, and to that's hate why men it's that so much. So hard because like if I really love a book, I I'll be like, hey, check this out. But if I really hate a book, like I would only. I, w- I would only recommend this to somebody I really wanted to stop talking to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm honestly I'm all for writers and I love reading. None of you books. none of you talk to A. But but the irony of this is people are going to hear us and go I need to read this. Yeah, book. so there you go. And that's and that's yeah. how it should be. Is it's like and that's there's no discussion anymore. It's like people are all like, oh, this book is trash. And then people are like, oh, my God, girl, I agree. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, yeah. why? Right. Yeah. And I found I found some amazing gems because of it. Like people were talking mm-hmm. about cows was fucking nasty and super gross. And I was like, oh. Man, that book was good. <laughs> that, was that book was so beautifully written. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, to be frank. <laughs> Nisha's just like, yes, yes, yes. Like, yes, say no more. Was, if I recommend so, this book to tough. you, it was written so well. Yeah, if I recommend this book, this specific book to you, it's because I want you to stop talking to me. I no, want people you are going to read it and keep talking. No, to I you. want you to fucking soft block me on Twitter, which I've been getting <laughs> a lot of, and I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like I see it, and I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. But okay, I'm okay. Bye, K-pop person. Oh yeah, yeah that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Okay, the Carrie retelling. uh, It'll show up in your unfollowers. Yeah. And then you see that you are also 
not yeah them. it'll show that like you recently unfollowed and then it'll show like recent unfollowers and that's how you find out you're soft blocked i think it's stupid just oh, fucking block the person or just unfollow them that's yeah, what i always say them. i'm like why are we soft blocking that's like come on that's passive aggressive you want yeah, just hard it's block. because like it people hard. are yeah. fucking pussies Pussy. i'll say it nobody else will they'll be like i need to curate my timeline okay so fucking block a hoe. Yeah, yeah right. Because if you saw, they're just gonna be bad. Okay, so the the YA carry retelling, I I think I'm down for that. But that's an I think that's an easy one to sell because if you're a carry mm-hmm. fan or you appreciate that type of story, you're already there. Yeah, you're just adding new features to it. So I think A already. Yeah, I DNF that bitch at seventy eight percent. She DNF'd it. Yeah. Yeah, I and I'm a diehard Carrie fan. Mm, okay, all right. Shall we reveal what our books are? Sure. Okay. Hey, you went first. Why don't you go? Um, so the miserableness that I put myself through is called <laughs> Small Town Big Magic by Hazel Beck. I love. I love how y'all just kind of just like figures. It small yeah, small town. Small so oh, out small of. Town. Small town, big yeah, magic. So out yeah, of, magic yeah, it has 5,106. There ain't no fucking magic. Don't talk to me about this book. I <laughs> have never wanted my money back so fast. It has 5,166 ratings, 900 reviews, and it sits at a whopping 3.35. Damn. <laughs> That's a lot. For that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I gave okay. it three stars. Because it, it did have a lot of potential. Like, the magic system was really unique and creative. I just couldn't fucking stand that hoe. Like, Got if it. the author just randomly threw in, and today I lit my vagina hair on fire, I'd be like, oh, that would have been <laughs> ten times more interesting than what the fuck it was I if read. If I lit my vagina I... hair on fire. <laughs> yeah, something needed to happen. Because yeah. I, I don't know if they had just recently come into Jesus. I don't know if they, like, they, I don't know if the author got recently divorced. I don't know. Somebody yeah. hurt her. Somebody hurt her them, bad. Whoever the fuck they are. Somebody, yeah. somebody hurt this person. And, and it's so frustrating that somebody thought that this was a good book to represent. This is a big publisher. Right? Yeah. To represent this author. Mm. Hi, pot oh, meat no. kettle. <laughs> the fuck? All right, so small town, big magic. Read it because A hates it. Mm-hmm. Nisi, what's yours? Mine's is The Weight of Blood by Tiffany D. Jackson. And I rated it five. Blood. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I rated it five stars, but it's like, I love this. I'll reread it. average is 4.26 on the week. All right. Okay. That's not bad. I also recommend all her other books. I love Tiffany. All right, uh, all all of them. Are they all like similar in content? No, no, no. This was her the, first. Uh, the writing, um, the writing is is very much the same across. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. The weight of blood. Fantastic. Thank you. Mine is sealed by Naomi Booth, and on the cover it says the perfect modern horror novel. Apparently, uh, she is a world fantasy award-winning author. I did not really. I just saw that now. Hugo cool. or Nebula? It doesn't say. So then, how? The, okay. Uh, Paul Tremblay. 
award-winning author of A Head Full of Ghosts, says, Sealed is an unflinching and unforgettable personal descent into ecological nightmare. I don't get that. I don't understand the marketing behind using other authors to yeah. promote other authors' work. I don't even, like, sometimes, especially on the other podcasts, when we go in, like, I don't even realize that the shit, because I don't look for it, and I don't realize, and then when we're recording, I'm like, oh, yeah, here, look, I didn't even realize this. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I gave it four stars. I gave it four stars because it, I think a little bit of that claustrophobic sense turned me off every now and then. And sometimes made it feel like a little, not slow, because stuff is moving at a good pace. It is a short book. Uh, but I wanted it to be like, no, 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 tell me more about that thing. But she can't because it's limited. So I was I was feeling stuck. I wanted to know more info. And you don't really get that. And then when you get to the end and shit really does start to unfold you're not even really sure how bad it is because she's so like cracked out of her mind, anxious and hysterical that it could have just been, I mean, think about like when things started shutting down because of COVID, like it's bad, but it's not zombies. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, are we talking about like people are just sick and this area has high pollution you just need to move out? Or are we talking like, no, if you stay here any longer, you're going to turn into the blob. So you don't get that sense. And that's why I get, took off one star. But this has, it's, it's, I don't know if this is well, it's probably not a really well-known book because it only has about a thousand ratings and it's sitting at about a 3.47. That's pretty good for a horror book. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think the reviews that bring it down are the ones that either, they don't think she represented Australia correctly. So they took it down for that or i think it's the first person limited that claustrophobic feeling that we were talking yeah, about it, people it takes, just weren't comfortable with it, it takes a lot to to read through a book even like if it's like 60 pages okay you know that 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 mm -hmm. doesn't keep you in that mindset that long but when you're mm -hmm. when you're over 200 pages and you're and you're being forced into this this first person limited it it creates more problems because you have readers that are like, okay, so why are the birds falling out of the sky? Why are we just seeing bodies? Right? Yeah. And it doesn't really go in to explain that. But to add to your thing, when I clicked on the picture, mm -hmm. and it makes perfect sense now because the irony behind it is hysterical. So Louisa Morgan, who is the author of The Age of Witches, I own that book. I bought that book because I was like, this sounds phenomenal. It's the driest fucking thing I've ever goddamn read. It says, a diverse coven of witches, an enchanted history, an absolute delight of a magical tale. Bitch, what magic? <laughs> there was no magic in the anti-patriarchy. <laughs> this is why, like, look, awesome. You know, you, you're an author. You're, you know, big author. You're doing amazing, phenomenal things. I'm so happy for you. I hope you make that money because my ass will be on a pole. <laughs> but you're feeding falsity. Because you're reading yeah. as an author. You're not reading as a reader. So it's like, great. You think this is awesome. That's why when Stephen King endorses books, I'm like, I'm not reading that shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. even touch it. I don't even touch yeah. it. Because it's, it's, that's, that's exactly it. Is they're reading it as an author, not a reader. Yeah. And I think some people are like, no, they're readers too. It's like, 
Yes, but when you've when you're at the level of Stephen King or Dean Koontz or uh, uh, Grady Hendrix, like there's no way that you can read a work completely objectively. I think yeah. you're tainted per yeah, se because you're looking at it from oh, this is a really beautiful sentence. Mm-hmm. You know this this exposition is fantastical. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're looking at the elements, yeah. the diction, like, yeah. the, where readers are like, why is she so angry? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, for example, like, The Bone Shard Daughter by Andrea Stewart was, it, you have SJM's little blurb about how this is the best fantasy that she has read in however many bajillion Valaris years, right? I thought it was a beautiful fantasy. Yes. I thought the magic system was intricate and gorgeous. But do I think that bitch is better than Empire of the Vampire? Fuck no. Huh. <laughs> any last words from anyone on their book one last final pitch (laughs) look if you if you liked age of witches then you'll probably like this book if you liked age of witches i'm so happy for you if you like this book i'm so happy for you but don't don't talk to me about it No, do No, do not. If you would like to talk to me, straight into her DMs. You can go to A's. Slide straight into her DMs. No. Slide right into the Discord, and before you talk to me, you can just read through that thread. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) So this is our first iteration of hashtag Hold My Book. Apparently. Two of us were able to sell a book. I sold my book. What are you talking about? People would read this because if they like know me, they're going to be like, I can't be that bad. (laughs) Nisi and I are going to go and read each other's books now. And A is just going to keep on bitching about (laughs) this one. What are you talking about? No. (laughs) Great. She's just going to go on a rant while we're just happily reading our our recs here. It's because it took my fucking money. (laughs) Right. Right. <laughs> all right so hold my book first iteration nisi and i we definitely sold it a sold it in the land of irony because there's going to be a lot of people that are looking up this book <laughs> uh, small town big magic the weight of blood and sealed are the three books um <laughs> somebody's gonna be like oh you know Check what back. i hate niggas too let me go read this book see <gasps> see <laughs> no she can say that I, I know. See? I I just can't it, it's acknowledge okay. it's okay. it. You can acknowledge it. You just you just can't <laughs> repeat it. Yeah, I'm you can acknowledge it. So see, so what should happen is you should go to uh Readwatch DNF's Discord. Mm-hmm. You should come hang out with us on Discord. Yep. Readwatch DNF. It's a losers club with Readwatch DNF it's pretty uh, lit. podcasts on Discord. It is lit. We it's got lit-y. a whole bunch of stuff going on in there. We got authors readers that can connect with each other we have these interactive forms you can fill out we also have request forms to be on the show for authors specifically if you want us if you want to come on here for a hashtag hold my book and do your own pitch for that we'd love you to do that we also have a new segment that's coming up where it's going to be reads with a if you follow us on twitter you've probably heard some of the twitter spaces that we've done where a just dives right into the most ridiculous reads we can find in the bama Mm -hmm. And then the rest of us just sort of roast it along the way. Not intentionally, more just because we are so bewildered in what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, bewilderment. There's, there's so much bewilderment. 
a lot of it. I remember one time Jackie and I were sitting together, listening to it, and just staring at each other, <laughs> mouths open, like what? what? You don't. Even, you can't even form the words to yeah. ask the question to try and understand it better. Yeah. You're just like what? And if you've never experienced, you know, my the way that I read books, then you know you can hop right into the Discord channel, Ace TLDR. She goes down and essentially retells a story using gifts and what had happened was. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Nisi and Angel here. I will link their Twitter accounts into the description of this episode so you can follow them on Don't Twitter. Don't follow me. Uh, follow her and slide Listen, straight to DMs and talk or about this book. You can follow, follow me, me, but you're probably going to unfollow me in seven days. Uh, don't forget about our other show, <laughs> Read, Watch, or DNF, our main show. The special episode that's coming up is The Princess Bride. This is the first time I'm reading and watching it. The book is so beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. And I got the pretty one. I got the illustrated hardcover. You haven't read the book yet? Something. I have not. You've never seen the movie? I have to read Reported. it. That's my next one. I've never seen the movie. Reported. What is wrong with you? Reported Reported and blocked. Yes. Yes. You know what? I should just put Mm -hmm. it on and stream it. I was going to say that. We can do that. We can watch it. Yeah. I I was actually considering uh, to do a watch party with it as well on one of the weekends. So jump on in. Uh, We have that. And then also go ahead and look at our links that we got for you, especially if author, if you want to promote yourself, if you are a listener and you want to be on one of these panels or you want to join in for the, uh, what do they call that? The, um, like the laugh track people when we do a reads with a, the what? The nut gallery. What does that call it? Peanut gallery? Peanut gallery. Yeah. (laughs) We might. What peanut? I'm like, what peanut? uh Huh? It, I'm just saying it's a possibility. We haven't set it up yet, but we might what peanut gallery? keep an eye out for when you read. Okay. With reads with A. No. I thought too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, if you're listening to this, uh, you listen to us, and that's fucking fantastic, and we love you. Uh, but definitely go ahead and check out our Patreon. We have some limited spots still open for extra giveaway entries and we also have some other tiers that give you exclusive entries into giveaways and then also you know availability on the show promote your stuff all right guys and if you and if you would be so kind leave five stars if you liked it yeah review rate say something just say hi it helps cattle on nisi yeah you know the small just don't report me no we report mel for never seeing the princess bride like you yeah, report that because Carrie yeah. Carrie Yules is in his prime there. Like he is full fledged, would sit on face, no questions asked, could have a mouthful of true. herpes, and just would be like, oh, would not care. I agree. Okay. <laughs> mm. And on that note, why don't we just go ahead and sign off, herpes and all? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.